You're listening to Packers Talk Network. Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay. Or just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. opponent at home, Sunday seemed like a perfect opportunity for the Green Bay Packers to show they are indeed ready for the stretch drive. Coming out of Sunday, the Packers look like a team still struggling to put it all together. And with that, I'd like to welcome you to this week's episode of Lemp's Talk and Pack. I am your host, Chris Lempsis, coming to you once again from my basement Packer room in my home in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here to break down Green Bay's uninspired Lackluster, more than a little concerning, 20-15 win over the Washington Redskins on Sunday at Lambeau Field. Yeah, uninspired and lackluster. (laughs) Get ready, there's a good chance you'll hear those words a lot on the show today, Packers fans. With the win, the Packers improved to 10-3 on the season, and some congratulations are in order for rookie head coach Matt LaFleur, as he becomes the first head coach in team history to win 10 games in his first year at the helm. That's pretty impressive considering some of the coaches this team has had, right? Lombardi, Holmgren, McCarthy, Ray Rhodes, Dan Devine. Wait, hang on. Hang on on those last two. I don't know. Why did I say those two names? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I get you know, a funny story about Dan Devine way, way, way back 10 years ago, 10 plus years ago now, when Adam and Gene and I were trying to decide on the name for our website. We were, really, we were really, really struggling. We ended up going with Old Bag of Donuts, as some of you probably know. But we really, we couldn't figure it out. And <laughs> before we settled on, on Old Bag of Donuts, the, the leader in the clubhouse was actually Dan Devine's dog. Which, for younger Packer fans, probably won't get that reference. Dan Devine was a coach in Green Bay in the early 70s. And, you know, according to the old, the old urban legend, he was so bad and Packers fans hated him so much that a particular, shall we say, intense group of fans uh, murdered Dan Devine's dog in his yard one night. Now, I think that actually was proven not to be true, but it's such an insane urban legend that we thought it was hilarious. I mean, it's dark. It's darkly funny. But we actually were going to go with that as the name of the web because we couldn't think of anything else. It made us laugh. But... We did end up going with Old Bag of Donuts. Probably a better choice, even though that name's, you know, it's kind of ridiculous too. <laughs> Anyways, so the Packers are still in first place in the NFC North, a game plus the tiebreaker ahead of the Minnesota Vikings, who defeated the Detroit Lions 20-7 to at home Sunday to improve to 9-4. and The Chicago Bears, the suddenly somewhat resurgent Chicago Bears, were obviously off Sundays. They defeated the spiraling Dallas Cowboys on Thursday to put to up their mark to 7-6 and six on the season. The spiraling Dallas Cowboys. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So the Bears have now won three in a row, and of course more on them towards the end of the show as they will be coming into Lambeau next week. And the Lions lost, as I just said, and well, who cares what their record is? It's bad. They're in dead last. That ain't changing. As for the NFC playoff standings, the Packers are holy shit. Your Green Bay Packers, folks, are currently the two seed in the NFC. That's right. Green Bay is in line for a first-round bye at the moment. 
even though the New Orleans Saints, who lost to San Francisco at home on Sunday, thanks for that, San Francisco, are also, that's the least they could do after kicking our dicks in on national television a few weeks back. Uh, the Saints are also 10-3. and three. The Packers actually edged the Saints out as of now because their 7-2 and two conference record is better than New Orleans' 8-3 and three conference record. Only by a hair, but it is better. Before we get into the show, I've got to do the shameless self-promotion, as you all know and love. The Twitter account, LemsMKE, at It's Just Chris Now. Facebook, Old Bag of Donuts, OL Bag of Donuts. And the email account, Old Bag of Donuts, OL Bag of Donuts, at Gmail. Hey, why no emails anymore? You guys are really writing up a storm to me a few weeks ago. I got one last week. Thank you to the person who sent that in. Appreciate it. But uh, I only got one last week. The inbox was really filling up for a while there. What happened to the holidays? You guys get, guys just not interested? Come on. I need that feedback. I'm a needy person. That's why I do this show by myself because I'm needy. If you don't know that. (laughs) And you know, uh, if you're listening on iTunes, if you're enjoying the show on iTunes, on the Packers Talk page, hey, leave a rating. Or even a rating and a comment. That'd be nice. We like the five stars the most. Those are our favorite. And you know, I do want to talk real quick about Twitter because... If you follow there, you notice I didn't communicate in words on Sunday. I just tweeted pictures and gifts. It was kind of my um, tribute to Charlie Kelly, if you watch. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. At one point, he had they find his dream book, or what he calls his Drombach, because he's illiterate. Uh, and it's where he descri- he breaks down his dreams, but they're, as Frank says, only in pictures and symbols. So I thought it'd be funny to kind of communicate that way during the game today. Also, games like today are the, the the worst on Twitter because you can't complain. The, as I like to call them, the Sunshine Duckies and Bunnies Brigade, are they're just out in full force in games like this. If you complain that the Packers played like crap and won, then you get, well, you know, they still won. They're still they're still ten and three. Don't be so ungrateful. And then. You know what I mean? These people, look, there's no way you're ever going to make these people. They're always going to have a comeback for any kind of critical, they call it negative, but really it's just critical thinking regarding their team. Critical analysis, if you will. Right? I mean, even if they had lost today, which would have been horrible, it would have been, well, you know, they're still 9-4. and four. Don't be so ungrateful, you little shit. You spoiled millennial entitled fans. Entitled, I hate the entitled town hashtag. Can I just say that? I hate it. I hate the hashtag in Titletown. Whoever came up with that should be thrown in jail. <laughs> just toss him in jail, throw the key away. Um, you know what I mean? You just There's nothing you can say, right? I-, I complained last year, I'm sure a lot of people did on social media, about how bad the Packers were last year. And you got, well, Jesus, the first bad year they've had in a long, for, well, they've been not good the last couple years. So what? It was great. It was great for 20 years before that. At least you're not Browns fans. At least you're not Bills fans. It's like, there's nothing you can say to please these people, right? This isn't even just a social media thing. This is just that segment of Packers. There's just nothing you can say. If you have any kind of critical, well, you know, this isn't, this still isn't very great. Don't be so spoiled. (laughs) Nothing. There's nothing you can do to please them. Nothing. They say people like me can't be pleased. No, the Sunshine Duckies and Bunnies Brigade. Can't, they're always going to have some sort of comeback for you. And he kind of like, well, this isn't very good. So, you know, I kind of dug it. I kind of dug just tweeting and pictures and gifts. <laughs> I might do that more going forward. I might just do that exclusively going forward. You know, 
Because again, like I said last week, I don't want to give too much away for it. You want to hear what I think? Clicky, clicky, the linky, linky. You'll find out how I... That's how you'll find out what I think about the game. Okay, now that that shameless self-promotion slash rant is out of the way, let's talk about this game, eh? What a fun afternoon, huh? I mean, yeah, they won, as you might know by now. This is the way... You probably guessed that's the way this is going to head. Yeah, they won, but Jesus, the Packers were just off in this one. Whatever word you want to use, again, lackluster, uninspired, flat, off, any of those apply, frankly. After the Giants game last week, I said I was somewhat disappointed the Packers didn't just kick the hell out of the Giants, a bad football team. Well, today makes two disappointments in a row. Hey, that's a streak. Because this Redskins team, I know they'd won their last two games, but man, they are not. That is not a good football team. And you know, if you're the two seed in the NFC as Green Bay is right now, really, you should just kill it in games like this. You know, right? It's December. We're fully in the stretch drive now. You're at home. Bad team. Rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterback who got hurt during the game, too. I mean, really good teams blow that kind of opponent out in this situation. Green Bay didn't. This came down to the final 75 seconds. Imagine if Washington had recovered the onside kick at the end. Holy shit. So yeah, I am concerned about what that means down the road. But I'll talk more about that when I discuss the big picture stuff, you know, at the end of the show. As for today, you know what? Let's start with the biggest positive from today. You probably thought I'd start negative, and I could see why you'd think that. But no, they won. So I want to talk about Aaron Jones. You all know how much I love Aaron Jones. Showtime, number 33. I don't know why he spells Showtime with a Y. Right, S-H-O-T-Y-M-E. Is that how he spells it on Twitter? I don't know why he does that. Unless he's changed it and I don't know about it. Um. Anyway, but really, because you know what, really? He was freaking, he was incredible today. I mean, 16 carries, 134 yards, and a score to go with six catches for 58 yards. So 22 touches for 192 total yards and a tutty. I mean, wow. And he could have had more if his quarterback hadn't overshot him at least once. More on that in a bit. Oh, yeah, the other Aaron on this team is going to kind of get it today. Yeah, if you're an Aaron Aaron Rodgers uh, blind supporter, it's not going to be great here coming up in a bit for you. Uh, Jones was a slashing, a dashing, doing damage inside and outside, making guys miss, taking on contact, and just being the force this team needs him to be. See, I told you all last week he was simply too good to hold down for long. And that LaFleur and Rodgers needed to keep going to him regardless of his paltry recent numbers. They took my advice, as it turns out, and were handsomely rewarded. Hey, you know, if they're listening, I got some other ideas. And you know, I'll say it. He needs to be the guy this offense revolves around for the rest of the season. Yeah, even more than Devontae Adams, as great as Devontae Adams is. Jones is 12's Amon Green, man. He really is. I've been kind of hesitant to say that. I don't know why, but I'm not hesitant anymore. He is. And Green Bay needs to use him as such, the way Sherman and Favre used Amon Green. Remember, those teams with Amon, man, they had some really good wide receivers. Donald Driver, Javon Walker, maybe not Robert Ferguson, but I'm mentioning him anyway, so I can drop a turd Ferguson reference in there. But they still revolved around Green. That's when they were at their best. Matt, Aaron, copy that. Do exactly that. And if you needed further proof, that they need to make Jones a guy. Well, I suggest you just take a gander at how the rest of the offense performed Sunday. After a dominant start that saw Green Bay reach Pater twice in the first quarter, the Packers spent the rest of the day being, well, 
quite terrible on that side of the ball, really. Again, Jones being the exception. Boy, how many times has that been the case this year, huh? I mean, how many Green Bay drives reached Washington territory only to see the Packers piss all the way down their leg and end up with no points? Not pissing down their leg to the knee or to the calf. I mean, all the way down to their shoes, through the socks and into the shoes. That's a lot of piss. In the first half alone, it happened three times. Three. One of those drives wasted, totally wasted a beautiful 42-yard run from Jones. Another... Actually, the last of the three ended near halftime when Rodgers was strip sacked and Washington recovered. So it should have been bare minimum 23 to 6 at the break. Instead, 14 6. Happened another time in the second half. And then there were two more that ended in short Mason Crosby field goals, which, I mean, yeah. What the heck happened to my notes here? Hold on. What is going on here with this computer? Okay, here we go. Sorry about that. So yeah, it happened another time in the second. And then there were two more that ended in short Mason Crosby field goals. I'm just going to start that paragraph over from the beginning. Which are better than nothing, I guess. But still, that's six drives. Six drives into Washington territory that ended in six points total. Six points. Good offenses aren't doing that against bad opponents this late in the year. They just ain't, folks. And you can spare me the Washington... Only gave up nine points to San Francisco and, what, 19 to Minnesota? That was that was earlier in the year. At this point in the season, good offenses. I don't care what they did earlier. Good offenses, you get the job done. And they didn't. And a lot of that, at least today, was due to the subpar performance of Aaron Rodgers. Told you I was going to get to Aaron Rodgers and it wasn't going to be pretty. Here we go. After a fine start Sunday, there's no other way to say it. Rodgers just tapered off more and more as the game progressed. Finishing just 18 of 28. 195 yards, one touchdown in the aforementioned fumble lost. This despite having a ton of time to throw. How much time? Are you ready for this? This is from Rob Domovsky, Packers beat writer for ESPN. Interesting number for Aaron Rodgers in the Packers' 20-15 struggle over the Redskins. He averaged 3.5 seconds to throw, his most in a game he finished over the last four seasons, according to NFL Next Gen Stats. He managed just 195 yards passing. So yeah, I mean, yeah, Rodgers was sacked four times, but on the rest of his dropbacks, or at least a large majority of them, he had a ton of time to throw. As the offensive line overall turned in a pretty good day, I thought. And still, he just wasn't very good. He was hanging on to the ball far too long, far too many times. He overshot Jones, as I mentioned earlier. He had Jimmy Graham open near near uh, the goal line. Inside the 10, he overshot Graham. You know, he just, and at this point, you know what? I'm almost tired of complaining about the pass catchers. No, that group isn't great. Okay, they're not that good. And yeah, Brian Gutekunst will have to invest some serious resources there in the offseason. But for now, this group is what it is. And 12 is going to have to make do with it. Aaron, give some guys chances. Who cares if the coverage is tight? Man, if you get, I'll say it, if you get picked, I think I said this on the show already. I said it on Twitter, maybe. I don't remember. If you get picked, you get picked. But this hanging on to the ball, waiting, waiting, and then throwing it away or basically turfing it, just basically throwing it away stuff, this this isn't going to be good enough come playoff time. I can't believe I'm saying this. I actually know what I can. Shit, man. At least Favre would have been giving guys chances today. I just wish Rodgers had a little more of that in him at times. You know? 
Brett, you could pull a guy off the street. I don't know what it is with Rodgers. I don't know if Rodgers doesn't trust the receivers other than Adams. I get the feeling that's kind of what it is. Or if he's afraid, you know, if he doesn't want to make a mistake and he's kind of just trying to almost put like a game manager thing. I don't know what it is. I don't care. Favre, you could pull a guy off the street the day of the game and go, Brett, this is your number one wide receiver. Favre would give him chances. I'm not the I'm not a Favre apologist or anything, but Favre would give him chances. I'm not anymore anyway. But Rodgers just, you know, it feels like you got to be one of his guys, and if you're not, he just doesn't really trust you. Look at MBS. MBS started the year, looked like he was going to be one of Rodgers' guys. Didn't, did he even get targeted today? I don't think he did. Like... Just start giving guys chances. If the protection is good, come on, Aaron. Just get the ball. Just come on. Do something. Now, he did have one great vintage Rodgers throw. Fourth quarter, Packers up 17-9, third and 14. Fairly deep in his own territory, and Rodgers hits Jones for the first down. Really, a really, a really, really tough throw in between two defenders. And Rodgers dropped it in there. Picked up 25 in the first down. Rodgers' best throw of the day, hands down. There wasn't really a lot of competition, <laughs> to be honest. I'm not going to lie. But again, you know, otherwise, other than that throw, not great. If they're going to do anything meaningful come January and maybe early February, probably not, but maybe, he'll have to be a lot better. To even get that, he's going to have to be a lot better. On the other side of the ball, the defense was, they were mostly okay, I guess. I still don't feel great about them. You know, Washington, we all knew Washington was going to go run heavy on offense today. Packers still struggled stopping it. Adrian Peterson and Darius Geis combined for 118 yards and a score on 25 carries. Geis' total of 42 yards would have likely been much higher if not for an injury he suffered in the first half. He's a really good young player. He's had some injury troubles. I kind of hope he stays healthy. He's kind of a fun guy to watch. Not when he's doing it against the Packers, but he's, he's really, he could be a guy to watch if he can stay healthy. Um... I mean, did you ever really feel like this defense had a handle on that run game? I didn't. I really didn't. And that is still, if you've been listening to the show, you know that's been a major concern, and it's still a major concern. Especially as the weather continues to get worse, man. December 8th now. It's going to get better. It's it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. I mean, look at some of the teams they might face in January. San Francisco runs the ball incredibly well. Minnesota runs the ball well. New Orleans runs the ball well. Seattle. I mean... They can all they all do it quite well. And I just I just don't think I have the confidence in this defense to stop it. That's a huge problem. I still think it's the most likely thing that ends up ending Green Bay season, whenever that may be. I still think it's gonna be because they couldn't stop the run. That said, there were some standout performances I want to talk about. Kenny Clark had a sack and a half. He's been much, much better lately. I gotta wonder if he's finally if he's finally getting healthy again after he battled a couple different injuries earlier in the season. He started out really well, and then his play dipped, and he was hurt. He's not really on the injury report, but I think he wasn't for a while. But I think he's still sort of bad. He was still battling that stuff. Maybe he's starting to move past that, and that would be great because I've said before this defense takes on a different look when Kenny Clark is dominating on any particular play. Yeah, uh, Zadarius. Darius Smith, holy hell, how far did your heart jump in your throat or sink in your ass when he went down holding the back of his knee? Luckily, he was okay, and man, did he have another whale of a game today. Whale of a game for, from Zadarius. Now, the stat sheet will say no sacks and only one QB hit, but that dude was a force all day, lining up at multiple spots and pressuring Dwayne Haskins again and again and again. 
Preston Smith had a sack and three QB hits. Adrian Amos, wow. Adrian Amos was outstanding today, especially in that first half where he had a sack and an interception. The pick coming right before the half. Really nice work on that play, too. Amos, Red Haskins, came up, made the grab. And then lastly, I want to talk about Jair Alexander. He was matched up most of the day with uh, standout Washington rookie Terry McLaurin. And, you know, Jair really kept him in check. Held McLaurin to, what, 57 yards and a score on four catches? A lot of that came at the end of the game. So, you know, for most of the game, Jair dominated that matchup. Really nice work from him. That's the weird thing about this defense. Every week, I feel like there are at least a few standout performances. Okay, so it's usually the Smiths and, like, one other guy. But still. And yet, I'm still sitting here most weeks going, God, I just don't think they're very good. <laughs> it's weird. But, I mean, you, I get, I'm guessing you all know what I mean if you're watching which I'm just, why wouldn't you be watching if you're listening to the show? Um, you guys get it. Uh, special teams. Jesus, I got to talk about the new guy. Returner slash running back Tyler Irvin signed just last Monday after he was released by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Four punt returns for 51 yards, an average of just under 13 yards per return. That is pretty damn good. And of course, it's freaking otherworldly outstanding considering Green Bay's sad, sad ass punt return numbers so far this season. I haven't really talked about it on the show. I kind of kept thinking it would get better, and it never did. Coming into Sunday, the Packers were actually in the negative for punt return yards in 2019. Give that a minute to sink in. I believe they were at negative eight, which had them on pace to just destroy. The 1965 St. Louis Cardinals mark a 27 punt return yards in a season. So luckily it appears Green Bay will avoid that rather dubious honor this season. Which is good because that would have been really embarrassing. And I'll tell you, you know what? I got a good feeling about this kid. I like this Irvin kid. He's got good speed and he doesn't appear interested in any of the dancing around or the, you know, the stuff as my dad would say. Rather, he's just going forward as fast as he can. That is my kind of returner right there. He didn't return any kicks today, but that'll be his job moving forward, too, and I feel good about what he'll do there. Okay, so 20, what are we, 21, almost 22 minutes in now? It's time to talk big picture. Can this team really do any damage in the playoffs? It's December 8th. I think that's a fair question, right? Only three games left in the regular season. It's something we can start discussing now. As it stands, sadly, my fellow Packer fans know I don't see them doing much damage. This offense, they start out games like gangbusters, then they go into the tank, or there's too much focus on Adams and not enough on Jones, or Rodgers is hanging onto the ball too long, it's just, or he's chasing home runs. It's just, it's not clicking. And then defensively, I mean, I'm not going to repeat what I just said a little while ago, but yeah, you know how I feel about them. If they ain't coming up with big plays, timely sacks, usually from the Smiths, or turnovers, they, they ain't doing much. This team really is starting to have the feel of like the 2004 Packers, right? Who won the division and then lost in the wild card round to the Vikings at Lambeau in the infamous Randy Moss mooning game. It was a lot of fun. Or the 2012 team that got blown out by Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco in the divisional round. Or even the 2015 team that lost at Arizona in overtime in the divisional round. You know what I mean? Good enough to win maybe one game if that but they probably aren't going any further. I wish I had better news for you there, folks, but sadly, I just, I don't. Okay, so I told you guys to submit some questions on Twitter, questions, comments, concerns. If you just want to tweet uninspiring over and over again, I said, you know what to do. 
So let's get to that right now, shall we? Our first reply is from Travis Brolowski at Brillo underscore the underscore cat. My pal Travis. We were we were in the fantasy football. We were in a fantasy football league together for a lot of years, too. Well, I'm not in that league anymore. I actually don't play fantasy anymore, if you can believe that. Hung up my fantasy spurs. He tweets simply uninspiring. <laughs> I I said if you wanted to just tweet that, you could. Yeah, no argument there, Travis. Okay, the second one. Okay, this is a long one. Now I would normally I don't even let people usually do three two part tweets, but because. My bestest friend in the world, my bestest buddy in the world, Adam Sa- uh, Adam Sandler, Adam Summers, former Old Bag of Donuts podcast co-host, was in my wedding, one of my best friends. I'm going to let him get away with this. He has a three-part mega tweet. Okay, I don't really know where to start with this, Adam. I guess, okay, first one, is, the, is this the most unsatisfying win in recent memory? Had to go to the neighborhood bar to watch, because he lives in Minneapolis, and didn't even cheer or clap at the end. Is it that hard just to kick a team's ass? All right, so I'll answer the first part. Uh, yeah, it's the most unsatisfying winter. You know, I I was thinking about it. I probably would go back to the maybe the Buffalo game last year. I was actually at that game um, at Lambeau. They won 22 to nothing, but the offense just didn't look good. And it's like, yeah, the defense pitch is shut out. But, I mean, it was Josh Allen who was just so wet behind the ears at that point. It just, even though I was at the game, I remember thinking like this, I don't really feel that great walking out. So yeah, I'd say probably what was that late September, early October last season. It's probably as far back as I'd go. Is it that hard to just kick a team's ass? Yeah, apparently Adam, apparently it is. (laughs) Okay. Second tweet. Also Kenny Clark, pay that man. Yeah, no doubt. The Kenny Clark we saw early in the season and the Kenny Clark we've seen for the last, I'd say since the Carolina game. Yeah. That Kenny Clark, who appears to be healthy, pay him, blank check, lock him up. Thirdly, after <laughs> thirdly, <laughs> thirdly, after watching the end of this 49ers Saints game, this team's ceiling is winning a wild card game. Good for a first-year coach, but anything beyond that is an upset. Yes, I'm a little fired up and sorry for flooding your feed. Yeah, clearly. Um, yeah, like I just said a little while ago. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that probably is the ceiling for this Packers team. One win and done. It's hard to see them getting past the divisional round if they even make it that far. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's go to a non-Adam Summers tweet. Andrew at Andrew Newts says, Awful performance, but a win is a win. Play like that, I assume he says. Play like in the next two games and they will not win. Yeah, yeah spot on, Andrew. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they'd even beat the Bears playing like they did today. Actually, I know they won't beat the Bears if they play like they did today. Forget the Vikings game. Jesus, they'll lose. If they play today, if they play in Minnesota on the 23rd like they did today, they will lose that game by at least three touchdowns. It will be a humiliation on Monday Night Football. So, yeah, I agree, Andrew. Uh, Justin Cornwell at Justin A. Cornwell. I'm starting to hedge emotionally where I'm reminding myself that this team has already surpassed expectations and has been very enjoyable and likable. Has been a very enjoyable and likable team all year. A lot may a a lot may still get corrected over the final month, but a deep playoff run looks dicey if the offense can't click. Yeah. Again, I I, I agree. Yeah, you know, uh, 
I guess this surpassed expectations. I said on family night, I thought they'd go 10 and six. So the fact that they hit 10 wins doesn't really surprise me. The fact that they're, they're likely going to surpass that does surprise me, but um, yeah, they've been very enjoyable and very likable. I agree. I think it's good to kind of catch yourself and realize this is a first year head coach. Again, I've said it a few times this year, the first year of the Gutekunst LeFleur partnership, first year of the Gutekunst LeFleur Rogers partnership, I should say. So, yeah, even if they make the second round of the playoffs, you know, that was such a disappointment during the McCarthy years. I think I said on the old blog, like, it's called title town, not divisional round town. So for those teams, it was a disappointment. But even if they get that far, yeah, you got to think it was pretty, it was, it was a pretty good year. I agree. Um, okay. One last, we have one last question. One last question. Steven Holthouse at Holthouse Steven. Why aren't they running more? Is Rodgers audibling out of the run? That is so frustrating. Thank you. Yeah, um, you know, it's hard. I, why aren't they running more? I don't know. There were a couple drives today where they just didn't go to Aaron Jones at all. Of course, the offense got bogged down, ended up punting. Um, is Rodgers audibling out? I, that I don't know. I couldn't tell you that, Stephen. Uh, there were a couple plays that looked like he audibled into the run. As far as audibling out, though, I, w- I don't know. But yeah, it is frustrating when they don't. Aaron Jones is, like I said, this team, this offense needs to be built around him. He is the sun. And everything should revolve around him. No doubt. Okay, so those are the Twitter questions. A lot of good stuff this week. Thank you guys for writing in. Um, Okay, so we move on now. Okay, so we move on now to next week. The Packers will be back at Lambeau for the final time in the regular season, hosting the Bears next Sunday for a noon Lambeau time kickoff. Are the Bears, winners of three in a row, really resurgent? Or are they simply beating shit teams like the Giants, Lions, and Cowboys? Who, okay, the Lions, the Cowboys aren't necessarily shitty, but they are spiraling out of control. It's hard to say. I mean, I highly doubt Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell, Mitch, whatever it is, bitch Trubisky, uh, is actually as good as he's been these last three games. Yeah. That doesn't really concern me. But that defense is still legit. And for a Packers offense that, well, yeah, everything I just said in this episode, <laughs> it's going to be a real test. It's funny how I, I really had this one chalked up as an easy win just a few weeks back. And now I'm going, geez, Green Bay is going to have to bring it in this one. But that's just that's how it goes. It's high time the Packers turn in a good performance wire to wire. I'll say that. Again, it is December 8th. It is time, as Kevin Green once said. Of course, win, lose, or draw. I'll be back to recap that one next Sunday night. So until next time, I'm Chris Lempesis. This has been Lemp's Talk and Pack. Thank you so very much for listening. Go, Pack, go.